Yo guys, what is good? Welcome back to the Flow Show Podcast. This is a Florida man covering all things baseball in the flow. You already know it is a little bit of a rainy day here in the state of Florida. If you guys don't know, Tropical Storm Elsa is on its way here in the state of Florida, at least on the west coast of Florida. So there have been a few minor league changes that are to note. We will discuss that here on the podcast. We'll get right into all-star game rosters. I know it's not really a minor league thing, but I think to get that out of the way first, because this is kind of a big deal, all the all-star game rosters were announced on Sunday, so we'll talk about that. Talk about the Florida Complex League. There are a few changes that are from to, or for tomorrow due to the oncoming storm, so we'll talk about that as well. Again, talk about the standings in the Florida Complex League. Talk about all the full season standings in the minor leagues. Talk about Vidal Brujan. He's going to get his call up with his buddy Wander Franco. Obviously, Franco's already been in the league here for a week or two up to this point. And again, we'll see Vidal Brujan for the Rays now get his turn as he'll make his call up here this week. I'm not sure if it's going to be today or if it's to- Well, it can't be today because they're not playing today. But I'm not sure if it'll be tomorrow or if it'll be during the upcoming series against the Toronto Blue Jays. I have met Vidal Brujan. He's a very nice guy. Um, so that is one of the prospects that is going to be brought up for the Rays. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. And then kind of close things out with some other news, kind of break things down and finish out the show. If you guys are wondering, this is a, we're going to have two episodes per day this week. So today we got our prospect breakdown here right after this. So if you guys are listening, go check out that prospect breakdown. It's going to be out and, uh, go check it out. Go listen to it. We'll be breaking down the first top 10 prospects in the MLB draft. On Thursday, we will have our MLB show, and then we will also have our MLB mock draft. I'm excited to get that out. And then on Sunday, we got Game of the Week episode, and we're also going to have our MLB draft live draft party, if you will. So again, go join that. We will have guests on the show. Very excited to be able to do that. So let's get right into things. Let's break down and look at this AL and National League roster here for the All-Star Game next week, next Tuesday, that be in Colorado. I will be sort of close. I'll be in Houston that day. If you guys don't know, I will be on vacation next week in Texas. I'll be in Houston for a night. I'll be going to the Sugar Land Skeeters game as long as it doesn't rain. I will be in um, San Antonio, Galveston, I believe, as well. So got a lot planned and in store for that week. I'll definitely post some stuff on Instagram, so stay tuned for that. So let's get right into it here. We'll look at the American League teams. We'll go through the starters. We've already think, I believe we talked about the starters. Or, you know what, we may have not actually talked about the starters on the podcast yet. But we will go through, talk about each team, look at the reserves, the starting pitchers, the relievers, and the starters for the game. Now, there are a few guys who are injured who will not be playing in the all-star game. They will be inactive, as it says here on MLB.com. So let's go right through real quick. We'll begin with the reserves in the National League. So let's kick things off, and we'll begin with the catcher spot. So at catcher, it'll be JT Realmuto making his 
all-star return. He's made it the last couple of seasons. He's been a very consistent piece with the Phillies the last couple of years. Ozzie Albies will be the second base representative. There's no first baseman. Or, excuse me, there is a first base. I don't know why they have the positions all out of order. But regardless, uh, Ozzie Albies is one of the reserves from the Atlanta Braves. Chris Bryant, the third baseman from the Chicago Cubs. Brandon Crawford made it to the All-Star game. That's kind of cool. Shortstop from the San Francisco Giants. Second baseman Jake Cronenworth is one of the reserves from the San Diego Padres. Congrats to Cronenworth. I've met him and played ping pong with him at Rays Fan Fest like two years ago, three years ago, somewhere around there. Um, Eduardo Escobar, he made it. He's a th- obviously the third baseman with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Congrats to him. Max Muncy, first baseman from the LA Dodgers, made it. Trey Turner made it as well from the Washington Nationals. I had him in my all-star roster, so good to see him making it for at shortstop as one of the reserves. Mookie Betts from the Dodgers. Brian Reynolds from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Kyle Schwarber, who will be inactive for the game. He is injured currently. He made the reserves roster. Juan Soto from the Washington Nationals, his teammate of Kyle Schwarber and Chris Taylor from the LA Dodgers all are on your starting, or I guess your reserves for the National League roster. Pretty good group. Good to see Brian Reynolds making it. It is funny because um, last year we saw, we talked to Tariq Brock and he said that Brian Reynolds will probably be an all-star and he ended up being an all-star this year. So congrats to Brian Reynolds and the Pittsburgh Pirates representative there again. I do like rooting for the Pirates, especially because of Derek Shelton jumping on the show and Tariq Brock and, you know, all the other Pirates guys that we've had on the show. Now we'll get into your starting pitchers on the NL roster. Corbin Burns from the Milwaukee Brewers made it. Uh, only one left-handed pitcher, by the way, or left, yeah, left-handed pitcher, by the way, is going to be on the roster, at least starting for the National League, and then reliever, there is only one left-handed reliever, and we'll get to him in just a moment again. Corbin Burns from the Milwaukee Brewers, Hugh Darvish made it, San Diego Padres representative, Jacob DeGrom from the New York Mets, Kevin Gosman from the San Francisco Giants, Yerman Marquez is the only Rocky to be represented, so he'll definitely get a nice little ovation from his hometown crowd in Coors Field. Trevor Rogers. Good to see Rogers making it. That's awesome. I'm really happy for him from the Miami Marlins. He made the Florida State League All-Star Game. So he's made the All-Star Game his last two seasons. They've had an All-Star Game. One in his low A South Low A Southeast League or the Florida State League, whatever you want to call it. At that time it was the Florida State League. He made that All-Star Game and now he's in the Major League All-Star Game this year. Zach Wheeler. Made it into the All-Star Game. One of the other Philly members to make it. And Brandon Woodruff from the Milwaukee Brewers also made the All-Star Game as well. So congrats to Brandon Woodruff on making the squad. And by the way, the only left-handed pitcher for the starters was Trevor Rogers. And for the relievers, we'll kick things off with him. It was Josh Hader from the Milwaukee Brewers. He made the cut He's on the roster. Craig Kimbrell from the Chicago Cubs. Mark Melanson from the San Diego Padres. And Alex Reyes from the St. Louis Cardinals. So that kind of is your starting pitchers, your relievers, and your reserves. Jacob DeGrom, uh, it says he's not injured. Again, I don't know. I thought he. I heard something where he was injured. That might be changed now. But again, Jacob DeGrom 
probably should be the starter. I mean, he definitely deserves to be the starter in this game no matter what. So I think Jacob DeGrom will be the starter in the NL for the National League. Let's take a look at the starting roster and the starters, actually, for this game on July, what is it, 12th, 13th? I don't know, one of them, 13th, I think it is. So let's look at the elected starters. At catcher, Buster Posey is back in an all-star game at, from the San Francisco Giants. Good to see him on the starting roster. Freddie Freeman from the Atlanta Braves. Adam Frazier was one of the big guys. He had a great he's having a great season for the Pittsburgh Pirates who are struggling. But Adam Frazier has been one of the hot spots, so good to see him doing well. He's an all-star with the Pirates. Nolan Arenado will be in his re- return to Colorado. He already made it. As a member of the Cardinals, when they played the Rockies, he'll now be back in Colorado with the All-Star team. He'll definitely get a good ovation ovation in Colorado. His former home, obviously, he played there for many years. He'll be the starting third baseman. Starting shortstop is Fernando Tatis Jr. from the San Diego Padres. That's awesome. Really excited to see him play in his first All-Star game. Ronald Acuna Jr. will make it to the All-Star game. He'll be one of the outfielders from the Atlanta Braves. Nick Castellanos has been killing it this year for the Reds. He'll be in the All-Star game. And Jesse Winker has also been killing it this year this year for the Reds. He will make it to the All-Star game as well. So good to see Jesse Winker make it. Good to see Adam Frazier make it as well. A lot of new faces in this All-Star game, so it's good to see some of the younger talents get in their first times in the All-Star game here for the National League. We'll now go into the American League. Look at that real quick. And we'll begin with the reserves. The catcher One of the catchers and the only catcher that will be on the reserve squad will be Mike Zunino for the American League. He'll be representing the Tampa Bay Rays. This guy may very well get maybe the loudest reaction and not in a positive way. Jose Altuve from the Houston Astros will be on the all-star team. Bo Bichette made it. He'll be from the representing the Toronto Blue Jays. Carlos Correa, the other shortstop as well, representing the Houston Astros. At first base, Matt Olson, and also we'll we'll talk about him and his decision that he just made just a few, I would say hours ago, maybe a day ago. Regardless, we will discuss that there. Uh at third base, Jose Ramirez, he made the reserves from the Indians. Jared Walsh from the Angels made it. Michael Brantley from the Astros as well, he made the all-star team. Joey Gallo from the Rangers, he made the all-star team as well as his teammate, Olis Garcia. He was a guy who was early a candidate to be a starter on the all-star team. He made it as well. Cedric Mullins from the Baltimore Orioles, good to see him making it on the roster. And the two DHs will be J.D. Martinez, who is having an impressive year. Nelson Cruz also making it as well. Good to see Nelson Cruz make it. He's getting up there in his career. Good to see him make it to an all-star team here late in his career. We go into the pitching staff. As for one of the pitchers, Shane Bieber, who is arguably one of the best pitchers on this pitching staff, he is injured. He'll be inactive for this game, so he will not be pitching for the Indians, or he won't be representing the Indians in the all-star game for them and the pitching staff we see Garrett Cole he made the all-star team with the Yankees Nathan Avaldi made the all-star team as a Red Sox Kyle Gibson made the all-star team with the Rangers the Rangers had three representatives this year isn't that incredible for a team that's kind of a bottom dweller three Texas representatives this year that's impressive UC Kikuchi made it from the Seattle Mariners good to see him make it here in the league in the all-star game Lance Lynn and Carlos Rendon a pair of White Sox 
pitchers both made it right-hander Lance Lynn and lefty Carlos Rendon good to see them making it into the all-star team looking at the relievers uh, Matt Barnes for the Boston Red Sox made the cut he's going to be on the roster Aroldis Chapman from the Yankees Liam Hendricks from the White Sox Ryan Presley from the Houston Astros and the only Detroit Tiger representative Gregory Soto made the cut He'll be on the roster for the All-Star Game. We now take a look at the elected starters for the American League. Salvi Perez is on the roster. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Marcus Simeon at second base. Third base is Rafael Devers. Xander Bogarts will be the starting shortstop for the Reds from the Red Sox. Mike Trout from the LA Angels. He will be out for that game, so we will have a replacement starter I don't know who it's going to be. It's either going to be like Garcia, Mullins, or maybe Brantley. It's going to be one of those three probably taking his spot. And then they'll have probably a new guy come in and fill out that reserve spot. So we'll see there. Aaron Judge from the Yankees. He'll be in the All-Star game. He's as one of the starters. Teoscar Hernandez. Good to see him making it from the Blue Jays. Blue Jays had a lot of representatives this year. And Shohei Otani who made history by becoming the first pitcher and designated hitter to be elected as a to the All-Star game. Really cool to see Otani make it as a hitter and a pitcher. So good to see him there. Again, good job and a great job. What a season he's had so far. Shohei Otani, I mean, he's just absolutely crushing the ball this year for the LA Angels. So again, just taking a look real quick through at both rosters. Um, overall, the National League, in my opinion, is a lot better this year than the American League, at least when it comes to the positional players. I mean, you look at guys who are on the bench. I mean, you got guys like Trey Turner, Chris Bryant, guys who have started in this All-Star game who aren't starting. That's how deep this roster is. It is a good team that the NL has this year. For the American League, their pitching staff is relatively good compared to the pitching staff for the National League. I mean, the National League isn't bad, but... Like, I mean, the American League pitching staff is good. When you got Garrett Cole, Shane Bieber. Obviously, Bieber won't be in the game. But, I mean, overall, it's a good pitching staff. It's a good group of players for this American League squad. This starting crew is good as well with Vlad. And, you know, you got Otani. I mean, that's going to be a good starting crew. The National League is all right as well. They're doing. That's a pretty good group for them. So, all in all, it's going to be a fun game this year. I'm excited to see what these two teams can do this year. I'm excited to see, you know, who comes into the game for guys who get injured. So again, there's still a lot that is going to be changed. This is just kind of the roster at this point for now. But again, things will change. Obviously guys won't be on this roster. Guys won't get a chance to play. So we'll see how the roster shapes out and what changes here in the next week. As again, we're getting ready for the all-star break on Monday as we got the Home Run Derby on Monday, I will be doing a Home Run Derby live party. Join that in. We'll, we'll do like a little watch party, talk about the Home Run Derby, and get your thoughts on it as well. So that should be pretty fun for that. Again, we'll now go into now the Florida Complex League. If you guys don't know, the Florida Complex League is now into their second week of the season. And this would be so into the second week of the season And we'll kind of talk about the standings, look at the schedule for tomorrow. There have been a few changes made for tomorrow. If you guys don't know, obviously we're dealing with a tropical storm, tropical storm Elsa. Yes, I know it is the girl that was in the Frozen movies. Yeah, I know. And there have been some memes on that. It's kind of funny, actually. 
Um, now, Tropical Storm isn't funny, but the memes have been sort of funny. So, anyways, we got the Florida Complex League. We'll take a look at the schedule for tomorrow. There have been a few changes. Really, the only changes are any team that's on the West Coast. Everybody who's on the East Coast, you're pretty much fine. You can play. So, um, FCL Miami will be taking on the FCL Washington Nationals tomorrow. That game will kick off at noon. And then we got the FCL Houston squad. The FCL Astros will take on the FCL Cardinals. That game will also kick off at 12 p.m. Eastern time at noon Eastern. So pretty much if you're on the East Coast, you're fine. You're playing baseball. So the FCL Marlins and the FCL Nationals, the FCL Astros and the FCL Cardinals will both be playing tomorrow at 12. The two games that have changed and will be made up, they already have a date made for this makeup day. Um, the FCL Toronto Blue Jays are, were supposed to be in Lakeland. They were supposed to play the FCL Detroit Tigers team. That game has now been postponed. That will be played on July 19th, as well as this game in Clearwater. The FCL Detroit East squad was supposed to head to the, play the FCL Phillies. That game has now been postponed as well. That game will be played on July 19th as well. So, just a few things um, with the Lakeland thing. I was kind of confused. I guess they're close, but I mean they're like an hour away. I mean, I don't know. Uh, the Lake Lakeland canceling their games to me that's a little strange because like I don't know. It, to me, it's just weird because like they're like halfway in the state, and this is supposed to really just affect the the West Coast really of Florida. But I mean. It's, I, I'm fine with it. I mean, it was probably going to rain out anyways. You're still going to get those little bands of the storm going by. So, that's perfectly fine. And again, I haven't really checked the radar that much, honestly. So, um, I really don't know if it was going to affect Lakeland or not. So, if Lakeland did get affected, then I guess that was a good decision. And obviously, that will... this Pretty much, this kind of translates into the low-A Southeast League as well. Not as much as the AAA in Jacksonville and Pensacola, but... The Low A Southeast League, it does affect, and we'll get into that in just a little bit. Let's take a look real quick at the standings in the Florida Complex League, beginning in the East. Miami currently sits at 4-2. They are the number one team in that league, or in that division, I should say. The Mets, the FCL Mets, they are 4-3. Currently, they sit at second. Washington, the Nationals, the FCL Nationals, they are 3-3 three three at 500, sitting in the middle of the division at third place. And fourth is the FCL Astros. They are 3-4, and four, and the FCL Cardinals are at two and four. So the Marlins, the FCL Marlins, uh, kind of run the table there in Port. I guess you would say Palm Beach, if you will, and they're playing pretty good baseball. So good to see the Marlins up there at the top again. I guess they're the better team in the complex than the Cardinals right now. But uh, we'll go into the North Division. The Yankees currently sitting at four and one. The FCL Detroit West squad they're sitting at three and two. The FCL Phillies. Are at three and three, a 500 record. The FCL Blue Jays are at one and three, still with only one victory on the season. And the FCL Tigers East squad, they are at one and three as well. So again, so far you got the Yankees at the top with the Detroit Tigers East squad at the bottom. We'll go into the South Division. The Tampa Bay Rays are one of the best teams in the league. They are the best team in the league. They are five and one. So the FCL Rays currently sitting at the top of the South Division. The Pittsburgh Pirates have two teams, and they're both number two and number three in the division. Both four, four and one. The Pittsburgh Pirates gold and black squad are both four and one. The Pittsburgh black squad is actually at second place. Pittsburgh gold is in third. 
And fourth is the Baltimore Orioles Black Squad, their FCL's team. The two, they're two and one. Atlanta, they are two and two. Minnesota's two and four. The Baltimore Orioles Orange team is zero and four. They're still looking for their first victory. And the Boston Red Sox FCL squad, they are zero and five. They're still looking for their first victory. They have one more loss on their on their record. So again, that's pretty much your standings up to this point. In the East, you got Miami, the FCL Marlins at the number one spot, the FCL Yankees at the number one spot in the North, the FCL Rays at the number one spot in the South. So that is pretty much your standings, your schedule for tomorrow. Again, not really much of a day tomorrow. Only teams that are playing really on the East Coast are really going to play. So if you're on the East Coast, don't worry. You're going to have baseball. If you're on the West Coast, you're probably not going to have baseball tonight. And you will have baseball most likely tomorrow, but it probably will still rain. So I wouldn't expect any baseball tomorrow either. So that's just my prediction. We'll now take a look real quick at the full season schedule and standings. This will be for today and also for tomorrow. Since some teams won't be playing today, we will talk about their games tomorrow. We only have the teams that aren't playing today for, we'll, we'll have their games tomorrow. So like, for example, Fort Myers and St. Lucie are playing today. We're not going to have them on here because we're, we're going to tell you these the games that are being played tomorrow because that's pretty much the start of the series for them. So we'll begin at AAA. At the AAA level, we'll see the Charlotte Knights. They'll be getting into Jacksonville to take on the Jumbo Shrimp tonight at 7.05 p.m. Eastern. As I speak, that will begin in about a few minutes. So that game will kick off here in just a few moments. On the mound for the Knights will be Mike Wright. He's entering the game at 5-1 on the year. And Braxton Guerra will be pitching for the Jumbo Shrimp. He is at 3-3. Three and three. In the AA League, in the AA South League, Pensacola and Mississippi. The Braves going at it against the Blue Wahoos in Mississippi. 7.35 p.m. Eastern start time is that game. Edward Cabrera will be on the mound for the Miami Marlins affiliate Pensacola Blue Wahoos. He is 1-0. Spencer Strider will be on the mound for the Mississippi Braves. He is 0-1, so kind of flip-flop there in the records. We'll now take a look at the Low-A Southeast League. As I mentioned, there will still be games played if you're on the East Coast, so there are games being played tonight. Fort Myers will be in St. Lucie tonight at 6 10 p.m eastern that game will kick off four myers is yet to announce her pitcher that probably has changed already but no pitcher has yet to be announced san lucy has luis moreno on the mound he is two and one up to this point on the year and on the mound for the daytona tortugas is gonna be case williams for the tortugas and jupiter hammerheads game that game will kick off at 6 30 p.m eastern time and case williams is one and four on the year not a great start so far to the year and Chris Makma will be in the mound for the Jupiter Hammerheads. I didn't get a record for him, so that was my bad, actually, on that. But that is the games for tonight. Again, Jacksonville didn't get messed up. Pensacola's not even in Florida, so that's really no bother. Fort Myers and St. Lucie, Daytona at Jupiter. All those games are over on the East Coast. That's not going to affect anything. Tomorrow, we will have all the West Coast teams play. So Clearwater will be in Bradenton tomorrow. That game will be at 6.05 p.m. Eastern time. No pitchers have yet to be announced on that game, so you'll have to wait and see when the pitchers get announced. They might be getting announced tonight. They've already been might might have already been announced as I'm speaking. Again, I kind of did this, I would say an hour or two ago when I put down all the you know pitchers and the projected starting pitchers for the game. So that might have changed. We got Palm Beach at Lakeland, 6 30 p.m. Eastern start time tomorrow. Palm Beach coming over to the 
play some of the West Coast teams. Kind of cool. Obviously, we don't get to see those teams as much this year due to the travel limitations they're doing this year. So, a little bit different than in previous seasons. But again, Palm Beach, yet to have their pitcher on the mound. And for Lakeland, they will have former USF Bull Nick Davila on the mound. He's 2-2 two and two at an even 500 record on the year. So that game, again, will kick off at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. And as for the Tampa Tarpons, they will be on the road, but not too far. Maybe about a 30-minute drive, maybe even less than that. In Dunedin, they'll take on the Blue Jays at TD Ballpark, where it is the former major league ballpark at this point it still is a major league ballpark but it is a former regular season major league ballpark that game will kick off at 6 30 p.m eastern time both teams have yet to announce their pitchers for that game again that will be at 6 30 p.m eastern time and for some of these teams like clearwater and bradenton palm beach lakeland tampa and dunedin they will be doing double headers on thursday i don't know why thursday and not tomorrow but i think because tomorrow it's supposed to be rainy again and I think at night it's supposed to get a little bit better with the weather. So I think that's there about reasoning behind it. So I understand that a little bit. So I do understand the reasoning behind it. Put it on Thursday. Might be a little bit nicer out. Might be able to get both games in. Again, in Florida, you never know. But I, I understand the reasoning behind why they did that. So that makes complete sense in my opinion. Anyways, we'll now go into now the standings. Take a look real quick at the Florida teams so far in the full season leagues, if you will. So we'll take a look here at the AAA East South Southeast Division. And that's the division that Jacksonville is in right now. We'll take a look at the standings up to this point on the year. Number one is the Durham Bulls. The Rays affiliate is 36 and 17. They are obviously leading that division. In second is the Nashville Sounds, and they are for the Milwaukee Brewers affiliate. They are 33-19, and playing very good baseball this season. Two and a half games back from Durham, so very, very, I would say still, you know, still in clawing distance, if you will, to get to Durham. Jacksonville, they are 29-23. and The Miami Marlins affiliate is six and a half games back from the Durham Bulls. So they're a little back, but they're still in it a little bit. You know, it's still early in the year. They might have a shot to get that number one spot in the southeast. Again, there's really no playoffs, so none of this means anything. But it is cool just to see the standings. And, you know, you could say that you won the league, if you will. So, I don't know. It's kind of cool. Uh, the number four team is the Norfolk Tides. Now it's a kind of a drop-off now. Now it goes to teams under 500, the halfway mark, if you will. So the Norfolk, Norfolk Tides, the Baltimore Orioles, they're 23 and 28, five games under 500. They are 12 games back from Durham. Gwinnett right behind them. They're 23 and 30, so they have two more losses on their record. They're 13 games back. The Charlotte Knights, the White Sox affiliate, they're 21 and 31. They've been struggling this year. They're 14 and a half games back. And the Memphis Redbirds from the Cardinals system, they are 21 and 33. They are 15 and a half games back, and they are falled out pretty much. Pretty much from North Polk down. It, they're pretty much out of it, but Jacksonville, Nashville, Durham, pretty consistent season so far for all three squads. Jacksonville's been pretty good. You know, they've been off and on, but they've, they've had a pretty good year. I mean, 29 and 23, still very respectable. So, we'll now take a look at the AA South South Division. Listen, I don't know where they came up with that divisional name. Like, seriously, this is the best name you could come up with, the South Division, and it's already called the South League. Whatever. Anyways... The number one team is the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, Marlins affiliate. They're 33 and 21. Right behind them is the Mississippi Braves, who they are playing tonight. So this is a really cool series and big series for both squads. Mississippi is 32 and 22. They're a game back 
Montgomery Biscuits, they are 25 and 27. They are seven games back under 500. And in fourth is the Biloxi Shuckers. They are the worst team in the division, 16 and 37. They sit and they are 16 and a half games back. So that is your division for the AA South League. Let's take a look at the Low A Southeast League. Again, that's our league that we cover very heavily on. We'll begin with the number one team in the East. That is St. Lucie. They are 28 and 26. This division isn't really that great, honestly. Even St. Lucie, they're only two games over 500. That's not very. Like, if you're leading the division that's and that's your divisional record, that's not an incredible record to have. But St. Lucie, they are 28 and 26. They are in the lead in their division in the East. Daytona, the Cincinnati Reds affiliate, they are 25 and 29. They are three games back from St. Lucie. Jupiter is 23 and 30. They are four and a half games back from St. Lucie. And Palm Beach is 22 and 23, 22 and 32, six games back in that division. So that division is very still up for grabs. Take a look here real quick at the South Lowe Southeast League, the West Division. Tampa, they are killing it this year. They arguably are the best team in this league, other than the team right below them, and maybe even the team right below them as well. Tampa is 36-16 and 16 on the year. They are playing a very good... They've had a very good season this year. I mean, their scoring is ridiculous. They are like a plus like 139 runs in the run differential category. It's ridiculous. So, Bradenton, they are second. They are probably the next best team, and that's... They are, and you know, records wise, but they are probably one of the best team, better teams, one of the best teams in this league when it comes to just their play on the field. They are 35 and 19, two games back in their division. Fort Myers is in third. They're 31 and 23, six games back from the Tampa Tarpons. Clearwater, not too far away from where the Tarpons play. They are 29 and 25, eight games back in the West. This is where things drop off now. Dunedin is 21 and 32. They are under 500. They've actually played a lot better than they did at the beginning of the year. They were really terrible at the beginning of the year, but they also played Tampa, which obviously Tampa is like killing it this year. Um, they're 15 and a half back from the Tampa Tarpons. And then Lakeland, they have been struggling this year. They're 17 and 35. They're the only team to yet to make it to 20 wins. They are six or they are 19 games back from Tampa. Their season is pretty much over if they really want to get into a playoff sort of feel, if you will, because there is no playoffs this year. But all in all, that is your standings for the full season leagues when it involves a Florida team. So again, we got the Lowy Southeast League, Double A South South Division, and then the Triple A East, the uh, Southeast Division. I think it was, or yeah, the Southeast Division. So that is your divisional standings up to this point. Again, in this, you know, Lowy Southeast League, and I've said it already. We need to bring back playoffs next year because it feels like there's really not much that we're playing for this year. So. I mean, I hope they bring it back next year. We'll see. But you never know. Things change, and the minor leagues might just decide there's no need for playoffs. Why not? I mean, that's probably – knowing knowing the minor leagues is probably what's going to happen now with all the changes and stuff. It's probably going to be the, the actual decision that will be made, and that's going to definitely be a heartbreaker for me. So we'll now get into one of the big call-ups this week, and really today it happened. So – the big call-up is Vidal Brujan. He is joining his former Durham Bowl buddy, Mr. Wander Franco. So, Vidal Brujan is getting the call. He will now be joining the Tampa Bay Rays, and he will be a major leaguer. 
and get all his attributes out of you know accolades out of the way his first hit all that good jazz he is now going to be with the rays i'm not sure if he's joining tonight or like if he's joining the team like if he's gonna be on the roster officially by tonight or if it's gonna be tomorrow but Vidal Brujan is apparently getting the call up. Manuel Margot is getting shut down right now for, I believe it was for the season, if I'm not mistaken. But this is really huge. Vidal Brujan is one of the guys who a lot of people have been looking forward to. He's now getting his call up. This is going to be huge. Do I think it's going to be as big of a deal as Franco? I don't think it will. I mean, I do like Vidal Brujan. I think he's a good player. But I think Franco, there was a, we, we all knew Franco was going to be a stud. And, you know, he has shown it as this season so far in his major league career so i'm excited i really am vidal brujan i think will get a pretty decent crowd to come out and watch him play because he is a big deal and he's one of the top prospects in the major leagues so it's good to see vidal brujan if you guys don't know as i mentioned earlier in the podcast i did meet vidal brujan at fan fest he was getting interviewed by telemundo so really nice guy and got his autograph and everything so really good guy really cool to talk to so far, let's look at his stats real quick this season. 49 games with Durham, 189 ABs, 49 hits, 89 total bases, 11 doubles, 9 home runs. Not too bad there. His average is low. He doesn't have an amazing on-base percentage. His OBS isn't bad at 815. Um, so overall, not the craziest numbers, but the home runs aren't bad. He's got 11 doubles. He's been hitting the ball relatively well. I mean, that's, you know, decent numbers. For the season, so I mean, he's and he's and he's a top prospect. I mean, you know, there's a little bit of expectations, and you hope to get him up to the major league soon. So, obviously, he's a former Florida State League All Star back in 29 team with the Stone Crabs. He's also a former Midwest All Star with the Hot Rods in 2018. So he will get his call up this week again. I'm not sure if he will be on the team tomorrow or if it's going to be for the upcoming series against Toronto. Not too sure how that's going to work out, but that is going to be your pretty much call-up. Vidal Brujan will be on the roster and will be with the Rays here at some point this week. So just stay tuned. I'm excited to see that happen. And uh, good for Vidal Brujan, man. He's a good player. I'm excited to see what he can do with the Tampa Bay Rays. And it'll be fun with him and uh, Franco. They better start them together. I hope they do. That'll be fun. Really fun. So I'm excited to see that happen. Um... So now we'll kind of close things out here. Other news, kind of finish things out. Uh, Matt Olson joins the Home Run Derby. That's why I mentioned earlier. Matt Olson made his decision. He will now join the pretty stacked list this year of Home Run Derby participants. Otani, Perez, Story, Alonzo, Mancini, Mancini and, and Olson are now your Home Run Derby participants. Still two remaining spots left. So we expect to probably hear the last remaining spots in the next couple of days, most likely, I mean, you got to have them in by Sunday. I mean, obviously. So I expect the last two spots to be filled in the next couple of days. Again, there might be some guys trying to keep it under the radar that are going to participate, just haven't announced it yet and want to keep it under the radar to, you know, not create a bunch of media buzz maybe around them. Maybe they just don't want it right now with the season still going on. Sometimes some of those guys don't like to have the media buzz around something like that. So, that might be very well the possibility, but again, that is your derby list. Otani, Perez, Story, Alonzo, Mancini, and and Olsen. I, after I said Alonzo, I keep wanting to say Alonzo again. 
Um, so we got an Angel, a Royal, a Rocky, a Met, a Oriole, and an Oakland Athletics. So very excited to see Olsen in the home run derby. He's a very good power bat, and I'm excited to see what he can do. This is a really good home run derby list. Can't wait to see Otani. Mancini is going to be really, really cool just because of you know his story with his cancer and everything. Really excited to see him in the home run derby. He's going to get a huge ovation. I'm, I'm ovation. I'm, I'm, I'm promise you, he will be one of the stars of the night. Just him being on that field will be awesome. Um, Alonzo will be really cool. Trevor Story will get a pretty good standing ovation as well. There's going to be a, really a lot of cool storylines in this, so I'm really pumped about it. Um, so again, Matt Olson joining the squad of six now out of the eight remaining participants. So only two more left. We'll see who they are. And I will definitely talk about that when their last two are announced or, you know, I guess, yeah, that's pretty much it. When the last two are announced, I will talk about it on the podcast, whenever it may be, whether it's Thursday, whether it's tomorrow, um, we will talk about it on our next podcast, whoever the last two remaining guys are, and maybe we'll not know until Sunday. So we'll see about that. Uh, the Olympic rosters have been announced. We'll talk about that probably after the All-Star break is over. We'll kind of get, once the All-Star break is over, we'll start getting into the Olympics, um, talk about that, talk about the rosters. So we'll really get into that as well. Um, but the All-Star, uh, the Olympic rosters have been announced. The, ML, uh, the US Team USA has already announced it. Um, I believe Israel has already announced theirs. If you guys don't know who the participants are, it's going to be Venezuela, Japan, Korea, Mexico, USA, and then Israel are all your participants this year in the Olympics for baseball. I will be covering that heavily. I'm excited for the Olympics this year. I love the Olympics. Personally, I love international sports. I think they're fun. So we'll see how that works, and we'll see how the Team USA squad does this year. And I will probably root maybe like for one of the underdogs, like Israel, you know, like to see them do well. We'll see. But uh, we'll now finish off, kind of talk about the schedule this week. As we mentioned, it is draft week, so we got Thursday as our mock draft. After this episode, stay tuned, go on, look for it. I will be having my prospect breakdown. We got Sunday, our live draft party. Plus, that is the Futures game. That game will kick off at 3 p.m. Eastern time. I will break that down as well in the podcast. So stay tuned for that. The Futures game will be out that day. Um, or the Futures game will be played on MLB Network and at 3 p.m. Eastern time. That's going to be fun. I can't wait for that. I love the Futures game. That's like my favorite game of the year. So stay tuned and wait for a game of the week, special game of the week. We won't have any other games being done that day. We will just have a Futures game, game of the week. That will be our game of the week that day. So that is pretty much all I got for you guys. I kind of broke everything down. We went through the All-Star game rosters. Went through the Florida Complex League, looked at the full season leagues, looked at Vidal Bruhan's call up, and then talked about some other news that we're going to be coming up here on the podcast. Again, stay tuned for tonight. We will have our draft prospect breakdown, the top 10 prospects we broke down. We kind of wrote a few notes about what we liked about them and things that the guys need to improve on. And then again, Thursday will be our mock draft. We'll also have our MLB show as well. And then Sunday will be the live draft party on Instagram Live. And we'll also have our game of the week, which will be the Futures game on Sunday as well. So excited to be able to cover that. Again, thank you everyone for jumping on the show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys on Thursday for all of our more continuation of draft week and also our MLB show as well. Thank you guys for joining us and peace out. We'll see you guys in our next podcast.